And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a good hump day. On today's episode, we'll obviously be talking about what transpired last night. Lightning take game two to go up 2-0 in the series. Big win. Uh, We'll get all, all into that and all the action and more. But first, let me tell you about the new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. That is the Cross Check Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They go deeper into the NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on the ice. Follow the Cross Check Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right. So, Lightning pull off the win 3 1 last night against the Florida Panthers. Uh, This has been, thus far, just an incredible two games to start off the series. Um, The Lightning have just been... I I, I still can't get over it. They have really just been just on a whole other level. And that's just how this team was last season as well. As soon as the playoffs started, they just turned it up another gear, turned it up another notch, and, and look what's happening. And really, at... Sometimes on the ice, you could see Florida just doesn't know what to do. Usually during the regular season, we saw, you know, Lightning were the team that were kind of going through that. Obviously, they were missing some players. They had Stamkos out, of course, Kucherov as well, and then just a slew of other injuries. So in this game, you know, we didn't see as much of the the goal scoring that we saw in game one, the crazy 5-4 win. But this one had its its theatrics, its its intensity level was still dialed up at a 20. Um, the Lightning got off to a, a lead very quickly. I want to talk about, you know, obviously the significance of that. Um, if you're a usual listener of the show, you know where I'm probably going to go with that. If you're not, Welcome. Uh, and if you know, go ahead. If you're new to the show, go ahead and follow us on social media at our Twitter page at lock lo underscore lightning, and then go follow the Instagram account at locked on underscore lightning. Either or, preferably both. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I was told that one of our fans reached out to us last night, telling us how great the show was. Appreciate the love and support you guys have always given us on the show. Uh, you know, that was just one of many that continue to give us as much support as possible or would love the show. And, you know, if you really love the show, you could also, you know, you could reach out to us. Not a big problem. But if you could also help us out by giving us a five star review, uh, leaving a little comment, telling everyone in the entire world how much you love this podcast really helps us, you know, with the whole algorithm algorithm thing. Uh, I don't really understand it much. I'm not really, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, people find it. I love those people, you know, if, if they see it like that. Whatever the case may be, it, it just gets the show out, you know, more to people um, on their streaming services. So uh, the stories going into this game, Brabovsky was out, Drieger was in. Uh, that This was Chris Drieger's first playoff career start or playoff game ever, actually. 
of course, everybody knows that Sam Bennett was also out with Florida Panthers uh, because of that suspension on the Coleman hit. That you know, I was mistaken on the last show, yesterday's show. I thought it was originally on the holding, and then for some reason, when I was doing my rewatch, I saw the the hit that he gave Coleman along the boards. So that was the actual reason why later on in the game, I believe it was in the third period when that occurred. Uh, the other thing going into this game that happened that was a big deal that really, you know, the big the big key other than, you know, the other things with the Lightning have to contend with with Florida is John Cooper wants to protect his players. I mean, we've seen it against teams like last season in the playoffs as well with, with Columbus at certain times as well as the whole Dallas series for the most part, uh, and, and, and you know, the Boston series as well. I think really the only Islander series is where he kind of chose to go with more forwards, uh, with with six forwards instead of, you know, instead of, uh, instead of, instead of seven. In this game, he elected to kind of add a little bit more beef and grit to the lineup. Luke Shen's in. Uh, Matthew Joseph is out, so they were skating with seven defensemen. Um, and I also left off last episode. If you didn't get if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, listen it, please. Uh, I like to I like to have all these episodes kind of connect with each other. So you know, it's kind of you're you're, you're following. It's kind of continuous storyline, whatever the case may be. But um, I left off last episode by saying that we should expect Vasilevsky to come in with a lot of confidence. Winning that crazy 5-4 game was going to get him going, and we saw exactly that in Game 2. Stopped 32 of 33 shots, improved his playoff record to 35-22 and 22 with a save percentage of 9-1-9. What you saw in this game from him was just autopilot. He was, for the most part, except for like that goal uh, by the Panthers later on in the game to make it 2-1. Uh, we, you know, when Vasilevsky is on his autopilot mode, which means... To me, at least, I, I don't really know what it means to you, but I'll tell you what it means to me. So you're just not sitting there and being like, "Adam, what the hell are you talking about?" It's it seems like some most of his movements or all of his movements actually in that it, it's just it, it seems like he's just reacting and he's not thinking about it. And he's already enough a talented goaltender, but when he's doing that, when he's basically just reflex after reflex after reflex, uh, just you know, letting his body take over instead of him really thinking about it. Those are the best goaltenders, and, and when he's in that mode, he's a hundred percent, hands down, the best goaltender not only in the NHL but in the world. So, uh, and, and I expect more of the same in Game Three, especially Amelie uh, in front of the the, the rowdy home crowd. Uh, so. I can't stop talking about other, you know, how things just open up. The other thing in this game, I, I just can't stop. I, I'm already like going all over the place because it's such a beautiful thing to watch with this team. And the fact is, is that just when Stamkos and Kucherov are on the ice or on the bench, especially on the ice, the f- the, the ice just opens up. It, it is really a beautiful sight to see, and you really see. All the other cogs in this scoring machine that uh, that is the Tampa Bay Lightning moving around. You know, during the season, it was almost as if, yeah, the Lightning they dominate some. T- you know, they dominate the Blackhawks for the most part. They, for the most, you know, Nashville they played well against Detroit. They were kind of suspect at certain times. Uh, Panthers, as we all know, was just that was that and Carolina were the toughest games, obviously, of the season. 
when those two are on the ice, uh, you know, it's a beautiful sight. And the first goal of the game was solely contributed to the fact that the Panthers were waiting and waiting for Stamkos to shoot close in. And, and it allowed Kalorn to skate into position for the attempted uh, one-timer pass, which actually, you know, Stamkos got credit for the goal because his pass got deflected off a of Florida defender. But it would have been an easy put-in goal for uh, Kalorn had the pass made it over to him. But regardless of the fact who you want to give credit to, Tampa is up one nothing already. Very early on in the game. Glad to see it. I've stressed a number of times, and, and that's, you know, to put it lightly, <laughs> if you're a regular listener, you already know. I... Almost every game, uh, every every show in which the Lightning are are gonna about to play, or you know, whatever the case may be, I always stress the Lightning need to get off to a big, a, a very good start in the opening moments. Um, and for the second straight game, Tampa opens up the scoring, and that's the way it should be. It's imperative that Tampa starts these games by jumping on Florida. Don't give them a chance to settle in and do what they do best, and that's basically almost duplicate what the Lightning do. You know, the, the Lightning, I, I mean, let's face it, from, from an unbiased perspective, the Lightning are one of the best off, offensive skating teams, rush skating teams in the entire NHL. And the Panthers have almost to a, almost, they're almost there. Um, let's see if they could keep it up next season. But this season, at, at least, they have, they have somewhat kept up with the Lightning. Uh, not only on the back check, but they have also returned the favor and have really done almost identical things that the Lightning do in years past on the forecheck, which we haven't seen. We don't really see that from a lot of teams matching the Lightning tick for tat. And, and that's the one time. This is the one team actually this year that has really done that on a consistent basis. Um, but, you know, I, as I'm also stressing that the Lightning need to get off the fast starts to get on the board. To, 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 to not only get the lead early, but it's also to take the crowd out of it. When they get off to these fast starts, that's when they are the most dangerous team on the uh, and the best team on the ice, 100%. Uh, there has been very few times, especially in the playoffs over the last two seasons, where this team gets off to an early lead and they relinquish it. I've maybe, I, right off the top of my head, I would have to go back to the numbers, but last postseason, I think the Lightning probably only lost... One of those games, if I had to say, out of a hand, handful of times, uh, for the most part, the Lightning were the teams either, you know, they, they were either wait, they didn't score till the first, uh, the second period, or they only uh, scored later on in the first period in which they were already down, or the momentum was still kind of iffy at that moment in time. And I'm going to continue the. The recap of you know last night's game in just a little bit, but we got to talk about some sponsors. Two of my favorite on the show today. First being up is RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for the last twenty years. Go to RockAuto.com. Just shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. RockAuto.com catalog is is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just like why play Kucherov and Stamkos and go over the salary cap when you can just wait till the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices 
all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back doing our old school, well, not old school because, you know, this is only our second postseason here on Lockdown Lightning. Um, I guess what I mean old school is the 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 proper, uh, tiring, uh, very exhaustive recap in which we do of Lightning playoff games here on the show. Um, you know, we, we kind of get a little bit of the same during the regular season if it's a big game, if the Lightning had a crazy game, especially against the the, the very very important opponents like a Panthers, like a Columbus, depending, you know, the Columbus wasn't really good this year. So, eh. but if you're, if you were a listener of the show last year, you know exactly what I mean. Uh, we, we pick apart every single aspect of the game, what the lightning were doing, what they were not doing, how they were doing it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if you are just new to the show or this is, you know, you start listening earlier in the season and this is your first post season with us. Welcome. And if you want to get a sense of what things were like last season, if you have the time, we truly appreciate it. Go back and listen to some of the post-game recaps in which I did shows immediately after games uh, when time permitting, because I do have other obligations outside of the show going on that are hockey-related in which I'm getting pulled at many strands right now um, with that aspect of the playoffs being on. Um I'm unfor- it's unfortunate that I'm, I haven't been able to do a post-game raw recap emotional uh, show just yet. Uh, but if we do that, I think what we'll do and just keep an eye out for it because uh, we will announce it whether it's before the game or during the game or whatever the case may be. So look for it on Twitter or Instagram. That's why I implore you to follow us on social media. We will be doing live shows where... You guys will be able to actually jump on and talk to me. You know, we'll we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about how we felt everything. If the white, if the if the Lightning win, we'll 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 celebrate. We'll talk. You know, all the crap you want about the Florida Panthers or whatever the case may be. If the Lightning lose, it'll be more of a support group session. So uh, go ahead right now uh, and download the Locker Room app on iOS devices. Uh, and I, th- I believe they're developing one for non-iOS uh, devices. So we'll keep you updated when that's kind of uh, more of a concrete thing. But if you have an iPhone or, you know, you have a Mac or whatever the case may be, you could download it, uh, make a profile, link it to Twitter, you know, all that stuff and follow us on the Locked On Lightning uh, account and just turn on the notifications because <clears throat> as soon as we're going live and the room opens, We'll let you, you, you could go in, jump in, boom, ready to go. You'll get the notification. So just letting you guys know, we'll be doing live shows at some point, one point, one time or another uh, during this whole playoff run. So back to the recap, uh, you know, I spoke before how really Stamkos and Kucherov, whether they're on the bench, just their mere presence on the bench or even on the ice. I mean, we've spoke about it in full through the game one recap as well a little bit earlier on. Their mere presence really opens things up <clears throat> from lines. Sorry, I'm like my my. It's because of the allergies. My voice is like all crazy right now. Um, the they they just open things up and they just take off so much pressure from the second, third, and fourth lines, which is a great thing. And I and I really hope with the big guns coming back that some guys are able to get going. Uh, guys like Anthony Sorelli, he has not scored a goal since March March twentieth, and that was against the Blackhawks. You know. Blackhawks were kind of close to making the playoffs, kind of, not, sort of. Uh, you could look at the standings and and determine whether or not what you think. I don't really think they had a they had a chance at some point, 
but uh, it wasn't as close as maybe what the numbers might show in the standing sheet. Um, and he's he hasn't even logged a point since April 19th against Carolina. So that's almost two months since his last goal and a month to the day. This is May 19th, April 19th. Since the day, since his last point, he's he's going. He's had a really tough go of it. I'm not saying that he he hasn't been trying. You know, he hasn't been. You know, the effort's definitely there. Anthony Sorelli plays at 100 miles per hour for every second of every shift. Uh, he's a great player, um, and you know, he's just hit a snag. That's just what it comes to uh, this season. With with you know, it, it's a very strange season, and guys like Anthony Sorelli, right now, you know. At this point in his career, they still need to have kind of like that structure. They need to practice on a constant basis. They need to be able to go into the practice arena, the lab, and and do what they need to do to get things ready and to get their skills up to par and to get their mind, especially, uh, where it needs to be at in order to, to execute and perform the way they want to perform and we want them to perform during the game. So... Uh, yeah, not a good season thus far for, you know, Sorelli. And like I said, he's been having a tough go of it. And uh, a couple of points here and there and a goal, uh, that's the kind of thing that the Lightning, if they could get that guy going, um, we might be, I, I really don't want to get into this conversation just yet, but we might have to start, you know, once this series is over, obviously, we need to take care, Lightning needs to take care of business right now against Florida. That's the main concern. But if they get other guys like Anthony Sorelli, Alex Kalorn, Tyler Johnson, those two other guys I'll be talking about in just a little bit, um, we might have to, st- with, with all the other contributions we're getting from everybody else on the team, uh, even in the guys we haven't spoke about, like Ross Colton, um, we might have to start talking about the possibility or likelihood of the Tampa Bay Lightning repeating as Stanley Cup champions. So, yeah, Sorelli has been he's just he's just had bad luck. That's really what it comes down to with him unfortunately. And he's had plenty of opportunities, he but the shots that he's taken, they've been great shots. They I mean, he has a wicked wrister and there was a couple of shots in this last game where he clearly beat Drieger and it hit the crossbar, hit the post and and it's frustrating. You could see it. He's frustrated, and then that coupled with everything that the Florida Panthers players are trying to do to get underneath the skin, um, it's frustrating, and it's unfortunate to see. And like I said, if he could put together a little bit of a stretch in this series especially and get himself going um, en route to knock on wood, the lightning getting things going um, and, and winning this series... Uh, it's good. It's going to be great all around for everybody. Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, also really, and, and in my notes, uh, if I, I write crazy notes for these games, I write really in all caps, and I don't do that often. And they, it, it is, I, I am desperate to see those two, especially Tyler Johnson, get ready, uh, get get things going. TJ has a minus two rating through two games thus far in this series only getting off three shots while averaging about i want to see eight minutes and change on the ice uh killer has a little bit more ice time about closer to the 18 minute mark a little over the 18 minute mark averaging between these two games uh he has an assist which he picked up on that stam coast goal early on in game two uh and you know like i said those guys really need to get going just because, not only because it's it's crucial to the success of Tampa Bay Lightning, 
but just because the fact that um, we talked about a lot in detail this past offseason leading up to the season where it was around, I want to say, a little after draft time where the the Lightning had to make some choices. Uh, I don't believe it was yet announced that Kucherov was going down for the season. Uh, and Stamkos, you know, I, I mean, at that point, it looked like all systems were go with everybody on the team. And then, you know, so the Lightning were going to have to make some choices. And the Lightning were shopping TJ. I don't. I don't think they're gonna come. They didn't. They never came out and said they were looking to trade Kalorn. But I think that was gonna be their 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 option B. Um, just with you know, really after the season, both those two guys had in the playoffs. They had. Uh, it looked like at that point that Tyler Johnson was gonna be out. Uh, I think probably most likely in this offseason. I'm not gonna get too much into it because that's still a long ways ahead. Most likely. Uh, depending on what goes on with this playoffs and see how guys perform. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lightning leave one of those guys unprotected. Uh, in some of the mock expansion drafts, it looks like Tyler Johnson right now is the odd man out to go to Seattle. So um, it's unfortunate there because, you know, obviously he's done so much for this franchise since he's been here. And just the fact that, you know, uh, Personally, I would have liked to see the Lightning get some sort of return uh, on him leaving. So, uh, But on the other side of that, of guys kind of needing to get off to a good start to get things going, guys that have done very well thus far. Uh, one guy who I really don't talk a lot about on the show, and that's Andre Pilat. Andre Pilat, along with Yanni Gord, have has been one of my favorite players to watch on this Lightning team, just with how he continues to develop his game. He's one of those players who could just really skate, always keeps his feet moving, and it's always he's always in the right place. Have you noticed that? Um, I could count off maybe three, four times, just right before the first period, uh, first period ended, in which the puck gets kind of moved off ice, moved up ice, and Andre Plot's right there at the blue line, ready to enter into the zone. Um, I, I can't tell you just how good of a job he has done, not only during these first two games, but throughout most of the season in which he is pretty much the front guy on that rush. Or he's he's done such a good job getting into the zone, getting on the attack uh, to really be that trailing guy, which we saw in game one. He got a goal off of that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he was certainly in the right place in this one uh, because he put in he put in a rebound to make it two nothing on the rush that was started by Braden Point, uh, the Lightning forecheck. I mean that just goes all back to them. I mean just as a whole, the Lightning forecheck has just really come alive these last two last two games. All 12, 13 forwards are flying around constantly, applying pressure in the zone, offensive and neutral zones, and they've really stepped up their play in the corners. And that what has really been the big factor. I mean, obviously, you know, we could talk about that. We could talk about Kucherov and Stamkos really just, you know, being a huge part of that. And they are. But, you know, this team as a whole has really done a good job because there are moments in which, you know, we've seen last season, especially where uh, the team, I'm not saying they're going to, they sit back and they, they, they just, they just kind of solely rely on those first and second lines. Um, but there are games in which, the Lightning struggle to get those third and fourth forward lines uh, going. And and 
I, I love how just the all the lines from top to bottom have really responded. And it seems like these two guys coming back into the lineup have really just have have just breathed a, a, a breath of fresh air into this team and to their offense. And I, I really hope that they stay consistent with this because, you know, we, we talked about in the preview of this series, we talked about it in with, with Armando Valiz, Velez, excuse me, of Locked on Panthers, the host. Uh, I talked about it in the follow-up episode after that, how the Lightning could do A through Z, but if they're not consistent, if they're not bringing that, if they're not transferring that over from period to period, from game to game, um, it's going to be a very tough, spotty series for them. You know, we're going to see, and that's what we've seen sometimes throughout the series. I mean, throughout the season is that, you know, the, the, the Lightning like to play the Jekyll and Hyde game, which can be scary and does put a lot of pressure on Vasilevsky in the end. You know, Vasilevsky, he's otherworldly in the crease, but he can't do it all. So, but on the other side of that, Tampa has also made it tough for Florida to get things going heading into the zone. They forced the Panthers to dump it to the corners. And Tampa has just really done a good job. You know, I just got done talking about the the forecheck, but I forgot to mention that their play in the corners has just really just... It, it, it's been a thing of beauty. You know, I if, if you could sit here... If we could all sit here, and maybe we'll talk about this when we get some live shows going, you guys uh, get into the room, and you know, I uh, bring you guys on one by one. Uh, you know, we could talk about that. Just how great of a thing it's been. Lightning, just their play along the boards, and how they've they've come they've combated the Panthers' plan to dump it into the corners to get the puck in deep, and the, the Lightning have done an incredible job clearing the zone for the most part. I mean, they're during the goal, uh, the only goal that they scored, the Panthers in this game, the Lightning did not do a good job of getting the puck and clearing it out of the zone. But another thing before we get into that goal is that Florida made it very clear they weren't even trying to hide it. And, and I don't understand. And and I and I was, I mean, I, I do understand now, but at the time, through these first two games, they've they've kind of really had their sights set on Mikhail Sergachev. Uh, Marchment and Lomberg were really trying to get under his skin. And I guess that's just because out of all the D-men on this Tampa Bay team, uh, he's still growing as a player. He's still very young. Let's forget. Let's let's remember that. He's still, you know, in the very early stages of his career um, and still very much a, a, I guess, a blank canvas, if you want to call that, call him that. <clears throat> out of all the D-men, he, he, yeah, he's least experienced. Yeah, and he's probably, you know, they're looking at all these demons. Who can they get under the skin? Because the Lightning's forwards, for the most part, you know, you'll have guys like maybe like Matthew Joseph, who, you know, are are, are still very young and still learning. Um, guys like that, you know, and that's what the, the tough guys on other teams, especially Lomberg for the Panthers, they feast off of in the playoffs. And that is trying to get under the skin of young players. And at this point in time, the Lightning are too good of a team to fall into that trap so good to see that they kind of kept a cool head a cooler head if you want to call it that uh throughout this game uh and yeah so the the panthers finally got on the board a little later on uh five minutes left into the second period nice pass from carter verhage to mason marchment uh right in the slot panthers were applying tons of pressure and the lightning couldn't clear the zone we spoke about earlier in the show how the Lightning were doing that f- for the most part. Uh, they were doing a very good job of really 
uh, taking care of business in their own zone, not allowing Florida to get enough time to set things up and to really cycle the puck around uh, as well as create traffic in front of Vasilevsky. Uh, but this was the one instance in which they did not do a good job. Uh, Florida was applying constant pressure, and I think the Lightning really what it came down to is the Lightning were just in desperate need of a of a line change. And yeah, unfortunately, well, guess what? You know what? Vasilevsky can't stop them all. Really, what it comes down to too, as well as uh, great pass from Carter Verhage on this one. I mean, we we, we could talk here all day as well uh, about Carter Verhage how really just how talented of a player he truly is, and he's shown it this season. And he wasn't able to show it with his tenure with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's because of just, you know, we, we've one of the topics on this show constantly when we talk about the Lightning is the, the amount of depth that this roster has. So, you know, sometimes you're going to get guys who are not going to be able to make their way or get enough ice time. You know, you can't fit everybody else, everybody on the ice. Uh, so, you know, Carter Vahagi, more times than not, was the odd man out. Uh, last season but you know it's it's a bittersweet moment for lightning fans i'm sure uh, as well as you know someone like me who appreciates you know digging into this team on a daily basis and seeing a lot of these players young players grow um so we'll we'll finish up the recap in just a little bit but first let's talk about another one of today's sponsors and that is betonline.ag betonline is the fastest easy fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we're back to kind of wrap things up. Tie a little bow on this pretty long recap. Uh, so with 2.17 left in the game, uh, the Panthers choose to pull Chris Jeter. I'm not a big fan of this tactic. I've said it before on the pod. Uh, I don't really like seeing it, whether it's the other team or the, you know, the lightning. I, and this dates all the way back and I've spoken about it on the national show in my Thursday slot. And if you don't, if you haven't taken a listen to that, go ahead. I host that with locked on avalanche host, Chris Masilli. Um, we talk about all the news um, in the National Hockey League, as well as where we're starting a new segment uh, on a weekly basis in which we just dis- we discuss the what ifs of the National Hockey League. Uh, what if this player wasn't traded? What if this team won a championship? All that fun stuff. So go ahead and follow that. Subscribe to that. I mean, all the shows, not just our slot, but you know, Monday through Friday, everybody has you know every every day is a great host. So go ahead and listen to that. Um, I, I talk with Chris Basile a lot about that, given that, you know, he is the host of the avalanche ho- that really this, this whole tactic of, tr- uh, pulling the goaltender earlier and earlier really goes back to the days of Patrick Waugh when he was the head coach 
there and it worked a couple of times and now everybody in the national hockey league does it and i think it's really it's really stupid i think the earliest you should pull your goaltender if you're down by a goal is really i think a minute 30 and i think that's pushing it i think two minutes is just ridiculous i don't i i I think unless your team is just not good on power plays, and that's really how you could only judge it, is that if your team is good on the power play, then you you know you should have enough confidence. But if your team is completely awful on the power play, then maybe yeah, maybe maybe a minute and a half is is probably where you start off left. But um, you know the the old days where they used to pull the goalie with uh, at the one minute mark, so. And this is really the first time in the game in which I've really started to, I guess, sweat, if you want to call it. Uh, just because the Panthers are one of the best teams during the regular season, which when they pulled the goaltender, uh, they scored four goals when they pulled the goaltender throughout the regular season. Um, and the Lightning really needed to be on the top of their game at this point, which they don't, they're not, they're not a very good team, surprisingly enough. The Lightning are not a good team when it comes to playing when the goaltender has been pulled it's it's very strange um you know the lightning do a decent job on the pk so kind of along the same lines of the method of executing you know the defensive side of things on the ice but yeah the, the lightning do a very poor job of puck retrievals uh panthers were do were were just going back on loose pucks after the lightning weren't able to clear it down the down the ice, uh, and you never want to give too many chances to a team like this, the Panthers. I mean, we are we all know by now how good of a scoring team this Florida team is, but uh, we didn't have to sweat for too long because not too long afterwards, Yanni Gord sealed the game with an empty netter uh, after forcing the turnover from this from the center ice position right near the logo. Tampa wins three one. That's all she wrote. <clears throat> up to nothing in the series and we'll play game three tonight at 6 30 expect some fireworks in this one to really pop off and uh in this one and and the next two as well depending on the scenario of the game if it's a close game um maybe not but if if the games are sort of a, a wash uh on either side especially if the if the panthers are losing especially guys like ryan lomberg uh who has just been a menace the first two games uh, to, to really start some more trouble uh, like he did in this one. Ryan Lomberg was just looking for a final game, and it got to a point where Blake Coleman uh, really lost his temper, and he he was visibly upset with some of the things that Lomberg did at the end of the game, especially pulling his jersey over his head. Um, so before this, this series ends, uh, really expect the Lightning to get some retribution on him because – Lomberg, I mean, he's a he's a decent second, third line forward, but that's really all he is. Uh, he, he's one of those guys where, you know, you, you really think nothing of him, and, and he's just trying to be a pest to get under the skin of this team. Um, I don't want to see Coleman go after him. I don't want him to be the guy to kind of end things with Lomberg. I would expect Luke Shen, uh, Alex Korn, or Patrick Maroon to take this guy down and just end it from there. Really would like to see Killer do it just because of uh, the the fight that he had a couple of weeks, uh, about a week or so ago, uh, in which he nailed someone with one punch. So maybe if Killer could do that, um, you know, this will kind of send a message as well to the other teams that the Lightning could potentially face down the road in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, uh, 
you know, this this episode, we as maybe you could tell throughout the episode that the the, the microphone changed levels or the quality was a little bit different. That's because uh, if you follow us on Twitter, we announced yesterday we were having technical difficulties uh, during the whole recording process. Uh, not really sure what was going on, but anyway, here we are uh, finishing things up. We'll have a, of course, a post game recap uh, tomorrow. And then probably an episode later on in the day just to kind of summarize things and discuss going forward what's going to happen in the series. So keep an eye on that. Of course, we we humbly ask you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us wherever, you know, on any platform that you listen to. Uh, please review us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever platform allows you to do that. Uh, give us a great review. We It really helps us down the road. Uh, I guess it, it, it does something with the algorithm where it really just gets the show out there more and people find out more about us and it allows us to um, really improve the content um, and really give you guys A++, which you know we, we strive to do on an episode-to-episode basis. So uh, until next time, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you later.